0: Um, the reflections are have been things that I've been just kind of as I'm reading through Scripture. I'm not necessarily trying to teach. I'm not trying to. Um, I'm not trying to um, preach a whole sermon or any of that. My goal is is I'm just I'm just trying to uh, read Scripture and read and see what God is doing. And as I read, just maybe share a reflection or two on something that we can think about, something that can spur on our prayers, maybe a spur on our repentance and and what God is needing us to repent of. Um, whatever that looks like, um, I just hope that it can be a blessing uh, to you as we continue. Um, as I finished a quick read-through of Scripture um, last this last year, um, this one's going to be a little bit slower, and and, and I've been reading through uh, just starting it again at the very beginning, and working through uh, from Genesis, and um, over the last week and a half, as I started that, um, I find myself in in Genesis chapter thirty-three today, and it's where the the title talks about Jacob meets Esau, and it seems like a pretty simple go um, a simple story, but if you know the backstory of Jacob and Esau, you know that they are twin brothers. Um, they have a troubled past as siblings, um, as his as their father, Isaac, uh, privied Esau in his relationship and Rachel privied Jacob's, uh, Jacob as a son. Um, it's weird to kind of, I couldn't imagine playing favorites or having favorites as a father to kids and multiple kids, um. But it seems like that's kind of how it went, especially with the older son and the dad. That just was like their pride. And um, but they these brothers have a really troubled past that there's a lot of probably anger and hatred. And um, because Jacob has done some pretty hard things to Esau in order to win his approval of his father and please his mom. Um, If you know the story you know that uh, a few years before chapter 33 a few chapters before um jacob actually steals uh the blessing from esau from his father his dying father he actually um steps in as his father can't really see uh, very well and actually uh steals his birthright from esau and his blessing from his dad and um you know, these were not simple matters. These were not simple sibling uh, feuds. These were deeply rooted in the hurt and pain of, of approval and uh, desire to please their parents. And um, Jacob... Um, hurt in a lot of ways is his brother and so chapter 33 really stuck out to me this morning and as we see the story unfold um, as they are a little bit older they have their families they have their lives things have been moving on um, they haven't really seems like they haven't really connected a whole bunch since Jacob fled and what is happening in chapter 33 is for the first time Jacob is now seeing Esau desire and pursue Jacob and um there's fear in Jacob's heart. There's fear in his mind because of all the things that Jacob has done to Esau. Uh, what he should expect from his brother is not what, what he received. And um, honestly, as you read this story, what I, what I see and connect it to so uh, evidently is the prodigal son. A son that does not deserve the love of the father, does not deserve the embrace and welcome back of the father. But is what he deserved is not what he received. And um, I, I, maybe you, you don't see that at all, but I, it just sticks out to me so clearly. But uh, Genesis chapter 33 says, And Jacob, verse 1, lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and 400 men with him. So you can kind of get the, the angst and the anxiousness kind of feeling uh, building up in Jacob as, as the author describes what is happening here. 400 men along with him as that's an army that's a that's a gonna actually do some damage if they desire to do some damage for them and he says so he divided the children jacob among leah and rachel and the two female servants and he put the servants with their children in front and then leah with her children and rachel and joseph last of all he himself went on before them bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother and so you see um you see him, this this uh, this this position of submission, this uh, position of of I, I'm not trying to hurt you. I, I don't want to fight with you. I, I I know I've wronged you in the past. I know I've done things. Um, please take my my um, my reverence to heart, please, because you can do real damage to me and my family, as he's put. Uh, his, his wife and children some of them up front some of them back um, you kind of get I even see Jacob positioning his family in a way that is from least of importance to most important to him and and you see this 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 submission that he is desiring from Esau to see him and not hurt him in his family and so we see there uh, that he bowed down seven times to the ground as he came to his brother. And this is this is what stuck out to me. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. Like I What a beautiful picture of reconciliation here together between two brothers that have probably just as much of bad blood between them as almost any other family that we can, maybe your own, maybe you've her seen others. It's like me and my, my, my brothers, uh, my oldest brother, um, we don't always get see eye to eye or there's not that necessarily eye to eye, but, it, um, at least it, it's, it's, we've never been super close in a lot of ways and, um, and, but there's no bad blood. There's no. Hatred, there's no need of reconciliation, but uh, families are complicated and they're hard. And and what we see here is what Jacob deserved probably was not what he received from Esau. As Esau runs to him, it's like, does that uh, to me that strikes up the prodigal son so much so? As the father ran to the son and embraced him and kissed him and just and just was glad he was home. It, it, Jacob's uh, mindset of what was going to happen was completely different than the grace and mercy that he found in his brother. And they ran and embraced and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept together. It's just kind of that imagery of of everything that has been built up all of the time that has been since the um, since their feuds and their uh, deceit, all of that stuff that is just was so maybe so important then that seemed like it was relationship crushing is now just nothing. They have their families, they have their, their lives, they have everything and they just see each other now as a place of, family and brotherhood and, and a desire to need each other and care for each other. And they just wept together. Like how beautiful is that? And so when I just, I was just thinking as I was reading that this morning and, um, you know, I I don't know what is going on in your life. I don't know what your siblings or maybe there's friends, maybe there's, there's fam, other family. Um, or maybe it's been years since um, you have discussed it or talked about it or brought it up or maybe you just haven't talked to each other since. And maybe in your mind that there's been, um, maybe there's just too much, it's gone too far and there's no reconciliation possible. And maybe you're on the side of Jacob where you're thinking, what I, what I get is what I deserve. And maybe we're missing... An opportunity for God to work. Maybe we're missing for an opportunity for hearts to be changed and and hearts to come back together. And so I just want to um, share. I I don't know if you if you began talking to that person or going and went back to that person, if it would turn out like that. We don't know. I don't know that. Um, But the beauty about people who are have been changed and uh, reconciled to God, have a great opportunity to not dole out what people deserve, but rather show the grace and mercy of God to one another. So if, maybe if you're on the, the side of Esau, maybe uh, you're a brother that or a sister that has been um, hurt or pained by another sibling or somebody else, you have a great opportunity to reveal the love and mercy and grace of God. Where we don't give out what we deserve to one another, but rather uh, what God has done to us and for us. And that is his, his grace and mercy to one another and forgiveness and how beautiful reconciliation can be. And so I, I don't know um, each and every person's relationship and where you're at, but my encouragement is to be praying about that and praying for God to work in that situation and see how God can and heal um, between one another hope you have a wonderful rest of your monday hope you have a great week and as we prepare for easter this weekend uh, we're so excited here at, in the napa location we are uh, our easter service is saturday night 4 30 p.m and we are so excited um, to be able to celebrate the resurrection of jesus christ with you and your families and so we want to encourage you, please take a chance, if you have the chance, to invite a friend or family member. This is a great opportunity um, for each and every person to hear the good news that Jesus died, but also resurrected from the dead. And there is life and freedom found in him. And so um, we we hope that you have a great week. We encourage you to spend time thinking about praying through, walking through um, this final week uh, with Jesus and his life. And we will celebrate his resurrection on Saturday night. Um, We'll talk to you real soon church.